Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to be talking more Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot of you guys got in your feedback in this past week, so we're going to get into that. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm well. I'm well. It's been a long weekend. A little tired, but I'm here for the people. <laughs> yeah. Here for you the too. People. Oh, man. Today has been crazy. I just had like, <laughs> some days I just overdo it. And like my, th- my three or four or five different businesses all have something going on on the same day. <laughs> and I end up just like going from one to the next to the next to the next. And so basically I'm working today from like 7 a.m. till like midnight or something and just there's like no gap time in there <laughs> no, no. this is the this is a little bit of like actually stop to talk and hang out a little bit <laughs> Take um, a this breath. Is the easiest <laughs> most pleasurable part of my day is recording oh i'm glad i get to be a part of it <laughs> yeah me too me too friend you want to just dive in you want to yeah dive there's, into some there's a lot today? yeah let's do it everybody heard us last week when we said we didn't get a lot and <laughs> now there's a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. A lot of people that wrote in that I, that I just chatted with, like, said they had just um, uh, they just saw it or something. Like, I think I think some people just didn't go on opening night like normal, um, mm-hmm. or something. I, I don't know. It's interesting that it was a little slower slower to fill up our inboxes this time. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of here, so let's do it. Rachel Titsworth, one of our patrons, says, "I had a thought about Guardians of the Galaxy three. I loved this movie. I cried a lot." And laughed a lot. I thought it ended as well as possible, and I'm happy no one died. But, with the strong themes throughout the trilogy of found family, I felt like they would want to stick together and wouldn't choose to split up at the end. I understand each character's motivation for leaving, at least Peter, since he went to see his grandpa, but it also felt like they split up mostly because it was the end of the trilogy and the end of James Gunn's involvement at Marvel. And it made me a little sad that they didn't all fly away together one last time. Oof, yeah, that's a great mm. point. In the words of Rocket, um, but the, the, that being all fly away one last time, in the words of Rocket, um, but it's just a tiny thing that bummed me out. I love the movie overall and thought it was a good ending for what is possibly my favorite trilogy in the MCU. Love y'all 3000. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like this was their one last time. That's what like kind of the whole point mm. of the movie kind of was. But yeah, it's, it just seemed really abrupt the way that it seemed like they all just left within 24 hours. Like Mantis is like, yeah, I got to go on my own with my new little creatures that I can't remember the name of the battery eaten monsters. Um, <laughs> you know, she was just like, bye. <laughs> it was, it was just really quick. Yeah, I, I agree. It feels, it feels a little abrupt and it definitely, as, as she says here, like it's because they're finishing the trilogy. Um, and part of me feels that's like, you know, Oh no, you found the whole point is found family. I, I definitely understand where she's coming from um saying that that's like not not fitting of the themes of the series, but also it's a different kind of um lesson because like kind of all families are intended to be left. Like family is this mm-hmm. safe place where you um can 
learn to be yourself. You you learn to like have uh, learn who you are. You learn you explore the world together. And then eventually you kind of gain the confidence to go out in the world on your own. That's real families or found families. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like, you know, I I don't know that that's necessarily an intended consequence of this uh, ending, but I think like, you know, I don't think any of them have any love lost between them. They'll always be family and they'll, they'll, and it'll be really rewarding when they come back together. Uh, You know, they Mm -hmm. should do it every Christmas or whatever, you know, like for, Uh, have have a, it, it, that would be amazing if they did a Guardians uh, Christmas special again, where they're like, even if it's five, ten years from now, where they're like, you know, we decided to get together for one more Christmas or something, you know, just like yeah. uh, just like a lot of families do. Um, but yeah, I think like it is kind of the the thing with families. You it, and it, and and that goes for found families too. It's really hard. So there's there's times in my life when I've had these great found families, and then like it's really hard to recreate. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Two, three, four years later, you can have a different found family and you can have this like sort of, and it's not that you've lost any love, but like the same exact group of people is always kind of shifting in your life. And it's, yeah, people grow apart and it's not that you're necessarily not as close, but you end up going in your own direction and following your own, you know, path. Sound all cookie cutter, but you know, you do, you do you. And then, you know, you meet up, you talk still, but like I, my closest friends, we don't talk all the time, but you know, it doesn't change our relationship. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I agree with that completely. Um, but you know, I think it will make for a really satisfying reunion at some point. Yeah. Especially when just some of the characters like will cross over. We'll see. They said, th- I'm sure that there's a plan. Yeah. The people, yeah. The, the, you know, the, uh, the chessboard analogy, you know, the things are on the board. Mm -hmm. Well, we have have another question about that right here. Adam Pull, another one of our patrons, says, Hey, guys, uh, got to see Guardians 3, and it gave me heavy pre-Phase 4 vibes, which I loved. A proper conclusion to their story. Probably my favorite movie since Spider-Man No Way Home. Also, do you guys think the next time we see Star-Lord, he will be an Avenger? Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Hmm. He might not start out as an Avenger, but uh, maybe he will end as an Avenger. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The next time we see him, he'll probably still be at home. And then something horrible, you know, is going to happen that everyone's going to have to get involved and boot and rally and yada, you know, aliens and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, some aliens will be around. Just stuff. You got to get involved. Something All right. Let me get my, let my fly boots. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I um, Star Lord is such an interesting character, and he's so immature in some ways. And like, <laughs> I just wonder, like, when we see him again, like, uh, he could absolutely be the guy who like ends up on the wrong side of an issue. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> and it could totally work for him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and he knows so many people too now. Like he knows Doctor yeah. Strange. And I mean, at the end, I always assumed that. Cap saying Avengers assemble with all of them there. Like everybody got to be an Avenger. Yeah. They all got that little uh, you know, Tony Stark uh giving them the <laughs> knighting treatment by by Cap saying that. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I I was like, that's more of like a today thing. 
What now? Oh yeah, like, like your, just your like oh, just your Avenger for right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally, totally. But like, if he showed up again, it would absolutely be like he'd be in An the Avenger. club. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> and and so I think there's abs. I think it's very very possible that he'll come back, and if not Nick Fury, someone like Nick Fury comes around and says. Hey, yeah, we've been we we we've known you've been on this planet for a while. We've been letting you spend time with your family, but we need you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm, Classic Nick Fury speech. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we got Dylan Frizzina, another one of our patrons. Says, "Hey guys, uh, I could talk for ages about Guardians of the Galaxy three, but I'll spare everyone and just talk about my favorite thought. James Gunn has just confirmed that Groot." At the end, say I saying I love you guys. That it's just us and New Gamora finally being able to understand him like they do, but that he's still actually saying I am Groot. But in my head canon, I think what he actually says is a callback from Guardians Volume One. Um, I think he says is what he says is we are Groot. I don't know, just something that makes my heart warm. Uh, also, I agree with Jeff. Nebula's makeup slash CGI was off, and in some scenes, her arm looked like straight-up fake sleeve. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I love the movie so much that I really don't care. 10 out of 10, much love. <laughs> yeah, I'm, mm. I'm surprised so many people. I feel like there's a couple other emails um, about that, the whole I love you guys thing, because that's how I saw it. I thought that was exactly yeah, what he totally. was trying to do. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean I, I threw out this theory uh way back in twenty fourteen. I don't think James Gunn ever confirmed it, but like I've always considered when he looks around that in the first Guardians and says we are Groot, that was them starting to understand him. You know what I mean? Right. Like they yeah. them, like he says we he I don't know that he actually said we are Groot then either, because that breaks his rules. Like I don't think he ever says we are Groot. I think he always says I am Groot. But they are starting to understand him, and what he's trying to say is, like, I, he's trying to say, "I love you," you know. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, and I, I've always loved that moment in the first Guardians, but like having it expanded here, and having, I'm, I'm like getting, I'm getting clamped <laughs> thinking about uh, that, uh, yeah, that 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 moment in this one, uh, because it really is we're we're all part of the family. Love it. Mm. <laughs> Up next, Lieutenant Bongo, uh, one of our uh, one of our Illuminati patrons. Thank you, Lieutenant Bongo. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, "Listen to your Guardians of the Galaxy three listener responses and initial reaction today after watching. I'm glad I'm not alone in getting hit in the feels. Some of my friends didn't get it. I didn't know even he- I didn't know even hearing a third party review would still tug on those good old heartstrings. And dang it, it did." I feel leaky. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. That, yeah. that I, I told him this in, in the text back, but man, like that really is like, that is why I do this. Like make podcasts is to like express the extreme love that I have for these things so that other people know that, you know, it's okay that they do, you know, like, like I, yeah. I, I like, I love, I love putting these conversations on so that people feel like that we all feel this way, you know? Um, yeah. That's totally yeah. good that we all like love these things as deeply as we do. 
Yeah, James Gunn just messed with me because usually I love them, but they don't make me cry. And I yeah. feel like my crying was for the animals. <laughs> it's not so yeah. much like the like, oh, they love each other, which I love, but it just, that's not what gets, you know, it's, it's so interesting, the things that get different people. But James Gunn mm-hmm. made sure to get us all in this. This was like watching an episode of, uh, you know, Queer Eye. Everyone yeah, I yeah. know loves that show from like the most, you know, dutiest dude to like whatever. Everybody, that show breaks everybody. And I love, it's just, it's one of those things. And this one, I feel like this movie just knows what to do to get, he's like, I'm going to make everybody cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. And, and, and you don't have to cry to, to feel this, like feel strongly. So I didn't mean to imply that at all. Like, I, I definitely know your tears were for kind of another reason, which is this movie is brutal. Yeah. M- my point is that like, we, there's just a lot of us that care about this stuff and yeah, it's nothing, nothing wrong with caring this deeply about the stuff we love, the, exactly. the fandoms we love. Um, next, we have Patrick Cochran says, Hey, Ashley, Matthew, and maybe Jeff. Longtime listener, second time writer, inner. Uh, <laughs> I am listening to the feedback episode right now and wanted to send a quick note before I forget. My memory is good, but short. <laughs> memory good. Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm pausing here, but memory is good, but short is like. Uh, kind of an oxymoron. Like, that's what memory is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I am th- I am at the part where you are talking about how Rocket uh, canceled out the anti-gravity. At the beginning of the movie, when Nebula asks Rocket why he is walking on the ceiling, uh, he is he said that he's testing the anti-gravity boots uh, to see if they could work on a slope. I am confident that those boots are why he was able to um to overcome the high evolutionaries tech at the end. Mm. We uh, definitely as as, talked about that on our reaction cast, and I completely forgot. Oh, we definitely talked about the boots when we were talking about it last week. I could not remember, and I was like, "Oh yeah, duh!" When he was walking on the ceiling. Okay, I I did not make that connection um between the boots and the anti gravity stuff, um but that makes sense. That makes total sense. Um. As far as my thoughts on the movie, I absolutely loved it. I will need to rewatch and figure out where it actually ranks for me. But initially, I think it's the has the best soundtrack and goes a long way for me. And that goes a long way for me. Love you all 3000 and keep doing what you are doing. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, it is such a good soundtrack. It, it, it shows like everybody can pick which Guardians movie they like based on like... <laughs> How old they are, or like what their music is, because for me right. two, two is like the best. Oh yeah, I think. But wh- I, I, I love the first one. Yeah, one's really hard too. But it also like I love the jumping of the generations mm-hmm. of music, like they do it throughout the whole thing. It's really fun. Oh, for sure. I, I love all the different types of music, but I don't know something. Just so many of those in the first one are songs that weren't even songs I really had were on my radar necessarily. There's mm-hmm. a lot of songs. I mean, some were obviously, but like. A lot of them I didn't really know that well until Guardians. So those songs are just like completely linked to Guardians for me now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to where like that's just where those songs come from for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I love I love I love all the music in the first one, and it's just like such a vibe. So much of that soul music, that like '70s soul music. Yeah. Well, that's so why I like the cool. second one because um, Fleetwood Mac, like the chain, is one of my favorite songs, and they didn't play yeah. that once, but they played it twice. And you know. Yeah. Uh, the little the cafe song and brandy and lakeshore drive like that's my kind of music mm-hmm. and i loved it i loved it so much 
Yeah, that's awesome. Up next, we have Renya Caravio. Says, hi, Ash, Jeff, and Matt. First time writing in, long-time listener. I want to share my theater experience with y'all. Bear with me. And some feedback on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Firstly, I've been seeing some people saying that their movie started late or was missing trailers, and that sucks because obviously we're so excited about the film and it's out of our control. When we went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we didn't experience any late starts or missed trailers, but never have I been to a movie where it was scratched, scratching and glitching. Mm. Ugh. The first half was great, but by midway through the film, the important parts, exclamation point, <laughs> it started scratching like an old DVD. Oof. And I was so worried parts would be skipped. Um, the first time only lasted about two minutes when the film continued, and then the film continued fine. About 30 to 45 minutes later, it started again, and this time for a while, probably about 10 minutes of the movie consistently scratching. Ooh, that's terrible. Yeah, that sucks. Then, then the rest of the final f- final act played fine. Uh, we actually got a refund, but it definitely ruined the experience, and I'll have to go see it again. Dang, man, that's terrible. That sucks. That's, that's a terrible experience because you also don't want to leave because you don't want to miss it. Oh, just the, it, It's so maddening when that happens. It's so yeah. maddening. Yeah, and it seems like it's now it's been the last two movies. Like it's now it's becoming a trend. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like this trend. Yeah, not a good trend. Uh, let's see. She continues. Uh, I still loved it. Very emotionally heavy and surprisingly creepier than I was expecting. Although I had to cover my daughter's eyes for many parts, she still cried three times. Me too. I agree with lots of things y'all have already mentioned, but I wanted to point out a little favorite part of mine when Adam Warlock said, ah, ah, to his new pet since Earlier, he mentioned training him because he wanted to keep him. Uh, just thought it was a funny, relatable pet owner moment. Uh, can't wait to hear more. Love y'all 3000. Uh, Renya Caraveo. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember what part that is. Was the, did the animal uh, go to the bathroom on the ship? I don't know. Because I, I know that's what they were talking about training him for. But I, gosh, <laughs> there's so much. There's so much in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I really need to go see it another time. Yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder to remember yeah. all the little details. It's been what uh, almost two weeks. Yeah, for sure. Time flies. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I uh, I really liked the the Adam Warlock having a pet thing. I, just in general, mm-hmm. um, it's just nice. It, it's nice because Adam Warlock is like too young and doesn't have those you know we were just talking earlier about how like having a found family teaches you things about the world and teaches you how to operate in it just like a real family should sometimes we don't have that and so sometimes like we we, you know our found families is where we learn to deal with people and love people you know Um, oh yeah and so like adam warlock just getting started in that process is a lot of fun yeah Um, because he doesn't have the same like empathy and stuff that the other guardians have already established you know yeah, and it's always good to have a pet. Yeah. They're forever friends, whether they want to be or not. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, man. I, uh, like, my dog, I, I know that I put a lot of the emotion on, of my dog onto him. Like, 
Because he's just a yeah. big old he's a big old pit bull, so he has those big sad eyes. Yeah. And like Aww. so when I come home after a long day being gone, I'll even have somebody come in to check on him, you know, walk him or something. Mm-hmm. And so like I know I've I've done a good job of keeping him like uh you know, whatever. Like entertained, he's not. He's not yeah. too bored. But still, I just feel so bad when he come, when I come home and he's just looking at me with those big sad eyes. Like, oh, I yeah. know, I know that's just what his eyes look like. But I still can't help but like personify him in a way that he's like sad that I've been gone all day. You know? No, <laughs> of course. And he wants you to feel like that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He he has those eyes on purpose for sure. Mm-hmm. He's Old like guilt feel bad, dad. <laughs> He did like freak out on Saturday I, when I go. He's like learned the certain piece of gear that I pick up and like the shoes that I wear and stuff when I'm going to play a wedding. And when I play a wedding, I'm gone for like 12 hours straight every time. <laughs> yeah. Or so, sometimes, sometimes it's like 24 hours straight, which of course I'll generally like leave him with somebody. But like he knows what me picking up those like, like if I'm loading this into the car, he knows that me what that means. Oh no. And so he'll and then he started, gives like, you double fl- eyes. Yeah. Oh, he starts flipping out. Like he starts barking at me and like like starts <laughs> starts doing little play bows and like shaking his tail, like, play with me, play with me. Don't leave, don't leave. It's so sad. I hate it so much. Oh no. Yeah, that's why having the cat, the cat couldn't give a shit. <laughs> you know the cat will crawl uh, like he'll sleep all day and then i'll come down he'll meow in my face and i'll come down and i'll pet him for two seconds like oh my god are you coming to say hi to me and he will just turn three you know 180 and go right to cat i'm like why did you even do that to me you're just a jerk <laughs> like why did you come down that way why did you come over here pretending like you wanted attention from me when you don't you just want to throw it in my face and saw, you know, sachet over to him. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're cats, man. You're mean. Manipulative. Just manipulative. I feed you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would help. It doesn't, he doesn't care. Now he just knows that I, you know, he owns me. He'll get in my face in the morning and meow, meow. And I feed him. And then he's like, that's right, peasant. Go back to bed now. <laughs> you know? Like, yes, sir. That's funny. My my girlfriend like really loves her dog. Like just like really, really like connected to that creature. Um and I, I, I for with some reason just wasn't at her house for like a few weeks. And then I went over there and the dog went running straight to, you know, us as we're standing in the driveway and it like looked like it was running into her arms and yeah. then just at the last second darted into my arms. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "This is not okay." Yeah, this it's start and it's not starts. okay at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's just because I've been away a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Up next, we have Dexter Brigham says, uh, "How's it hanging, trash pandas?" <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to embrace Rocket as one of us. Uh, me and my thirteen-year-old son caught. Uh, G3 in theater on opening. As the father of a teenager, I appreciate when pop culture gives me an assist on exposing him to the important tunes in the canon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the hallway fight to No Sleep Till Brooklyn ensures that the BC Boys will be playing in my house a lot in the coming months. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Overall, I loved it. I gave it gave me all the beats I wanted for the final entry in the trilogy. I thought the High Evolutionary was a great villain. I wish Gore had been given that level of fire. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. In good action films, there's a common trope where the hero gets themselves into a situation that is so hopeless, uh, where they are so outnumbered, trapped, injured, etc., that we, the audience, fear that there's no possible way they can survive. Then, of course, they do. And we go home happy. In Guardians 3, James Gunn turned that trope on its head. Instead of the Guardians being hopelessly outnumbered, that moment comes when Rocket gathers all the baby raccoons into his arms and looks around. We realize that he can't leave all the lesser, in quotations, animals behind, uh, but there's no reasonable path forward. It's an impossible task. <laughs> Why you got to do this to me, Dexter? You're making me emotional. Think about that scene. And God, I don't know if I can finish this email. Then, of course, uh, he does save them. And it's all Jumanji stampede up in nowhere. Uh, I love that Gunn turned a standard action trope into a character moment. Nathan Fillion's uniform was very clearly modeled on tardigrades. Hmm. Uh, also known as water bears, Google them. Uh, they are amazing animals. Indeed, they are. My only quibble is that my 10-year-old couldn't join us. Uh, it's not fair to fill a property with adorable CGI characters like Groot and Rocket for seven movies. Um, encourage the younger set to invest in the characters and then give them a send-off in which I have to choose whether or not to expose my fourth grader to otter side. <laughs> not Toughen cool. them kids up. <laughs> we had the never-ending story. I had to watch that horse. I'm still, you know, we had mm-hmm. some rough stuff too. Oh yeah. Make, oh, it yeah. makes you stronger. <laughs> I, I, I think that's true. And there's definitely like, a lot of stuff in, I, I think Guardians is a great example of that kind of movie that like exposes you just a little bit to some things. That, yeah, like, the world's as not butterflies kid, and rainbows yeah. and kids, you know, you can keep, I'm not a mother, so whatever I say doesn't matter. But, um, right. you know, you can expose them to this stuff because it is there and then you have the conversations afterward, I would assume. That's yeah, yeah. or before, uh, you know, yeah. the, the, the uh, a lot of parents will go see the movie first or, or at least like g- get a good synopsis and or get someone they trust to tell them beforehand. I have, I have <laughs> friends with parents who, or friends with kids who will call me <laughs> friends with parents. Uh, a lot of fourth, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of 10 year olds call me to tell me to convince their parents, <laughs> to let them go see things. Um, no, uh, I have friends with kids who will call me and ask me like, okay, like how bad is it? And, I'm, and I, uh, it's bad. Cause I'm not very good at discerning that necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but, I'm like, oh, I didn't hear anything bad. And they're like, there were like so many F words in that movie, Matt. Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I just, I, I don't notice. even hear them anymore. You yeah, know, <laughs> that's, just, that's just, that's just life to me. Speaking, I sent back to him in the email. I was like, in quotes, F them kids, James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks for writing it. I'll add it to the doc. <laughs> well, and you know, you mentioned uh, Nevering Story. One that I always think of is like uh, <laughs> uh, Temple of Doom. You know, like ripping oh, yeah. hearts out. You know, like stuff like that. That's like so dark. Gamjabe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's so dark, but it's like I don't know. It, it it's something that was like scary and interesting to me as a kid. And then yep. you know, still love those movies. There was a lot um, of that. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. We all sure. saw Jaws when we were just children. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel Absolutely. like most people didn't wait until adulthood to see Jaws. I watched a lot of like, like I loved. Um, 
the like Nightmare on Elm Street and Jason, any of those like oh, yeah. franchise horror movies that were like disgusting for like me as a seven year old watching, but I definitely watched them when I was that young. <laughs> Bill and I were just taught we just covered our, our next episode's kind of epic. We did all of the paranormal activities in kind of one episode. Yeah. Just because that's how we watched that. them. And it was <laughs> we were talking about the things that scared us that shouldn't have that were supposed to be kind of kids' movies. And I brought up, do you remember Ernest Scared Stupid? With the troll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when like, I'm watching like The Exorcist. I'm watching Evil Dead. Ernest Scared Stupid scared me so much. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I still think about it. Like, I still like, I don't like looking under beds because I think when I come back up, he's going to be there to turn me into a little doll, little wooden doll. Like, I think about that little troll. <laughs> that's really good. It's really, that's a really weird one. I, I remember that so, movie and nothing about it feels scary to me. <laughs> maybe I just kind of like talked reasoning into what they're saying because like i'm still afraid to look under her bed because i saw that but yeah. I, you know i don't know that's not a scary movie for you know uh, most kids yeah no, that's great though it just it's you never weird. know what'll scare you i used to have nightmares about the like the band from showbiz chasing me oh like yeah the animatronic band from showbiz there's like the one particular like creature and i don't even know what he is but he's like a tall fuzzy like white uh, kind of off-white looking creature. Uh, yeah. He like would chase me in my dreams. Like I had a recurring dream. He chasing me down like oh, no. down a hallway with like endless doors. You know, like yeah, it was scary. I stuff. remember my friend. We had to leave the movie theater for Harry and the Hendersons because he just lost his little kid shit. Like he lost it once. Yeah. Harry, he was like, Rawr! and we had to like because my mom was watching him and and she was like, movie day. Yeah, we mm. had to leave because Brian couldn't get it together. Get it together, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, <laughs> fin finishing up uh, finishing up Dexter's feedback, uh, he says um, he'll end up watching it on Disney Plus, where we can control what he sees a bit better. Yeah, uh, that's keep fair. up the great work, friends. I drive four hours to work for work, uh, so I'll take all the content you can give me. Later's Gators. That's great. That's great, Dexter. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Dexter's thoughts about. That the the scene where the animals I, I like the he's talking about the trope for the animals. Uh another place where he <laughs> So a lot of those times those tropes don't work on me because I just like you know, I wanna believe anything can happen, but especially in these big MCU movies, it's like you just don't expect certain characters to die and so you right. just never think of it. But he in this like letting Quill stay in space as long as he did and yeah, letting him, it was like, messed up. get expanded and stuff. I was completely convinced that he was a goner like i thought he yeah. was dead i was like wow uh, chris pratt must really not want to come back because right i thought yeah me too i thought i thought like i convinced myself like in that moment oh wait maybe he said he was done and this is what he meant and they're really sending him off and he's dying like yondu so that's fine i guess but i'm like huh we're really doing this yeah it really felt like it. So, so I, I'm I'm always impressed when they actually do that trope right, where I actually feel like there's no way out of this. They're done, and they did it. They pulled it off in this one. Yeah, they did it twice in this movie. I actually, I don't when I thought that rocket was going to die too, it's because of the way that Starlord started reacting. I was like, oh my god, he's like. That's when I started to really cry when Chris Pratt really started crying. Mm, yeah, that's when it was like. My tissue has disintegrated. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm just a mess. And I was like, we're really doing this. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. And then they didn't. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> These movies, the, the ones that the first one of the year always come out right around the same, same time as wedding seasons kicking off, like in, mm. in full swing. And so I always see them once 
because we, we have to cover them the night they come out, you know? Um, but then like, I am so busy those weeks prepping for weddings, but I just finished my last, like Saturday was the last wedding for a few weeks. And so I'm like, definitely going to go see this again this week. I'm really excited. Oh yeah. Uh, up next we got one from Maka Goldstone Moore. Uh, hi Matt, Jeff and Ashley. Um, first time writing in, I just want to say that I loved the movie. I went, opening weekend and watched it in 3d like matt (laughs) it was my first ever 3d movie wow okay wow that's interesting mine was avatar the first avatar that's how old i am that's your first that math it was like the first i mean not like i guess there was like horror 3ds when i was younger oh yeah like that actual imax 3d okay like Like your first modern one yeah yeah oh i just assume everybody's talking about imax we've gone over this already i'll i keep forgetting (laughs) not everybody okay well no like i just i just thought you meant first ever and you're such a horror fan i was like how is that your first ever like what about the 80s like horror stuff that was all 3d and weird yeah i take it back i meant i i thought imax 3d (laughs) gotcha 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 because i went to see it in 3d but mine wasn't imax 3d it was like some other it was like amc prime which is good i like i like amc prime um, and, and that's what all they have at that particular theater. I think they have an IMAX, but a lot of times it doesn't have a showing I can go to for whatever reason. Sucks. Yeah. Um, but I like the, I like the prime one too. It's fine. And it, and it has really nice seats that like really recline well. That's my biggest problem with IMAX is they still haven't figured out the seat thing. Mm. The seats in IMAX theaters, they don't move really. They suck. Yeah, get it together. That, I'm not spending all that, but like, I get it. The screen's big, but can't we have a lean back? Yeah, I love the lean Maybe back. Maybe it's just the United Artists. I don't know. <laughs> I love the lean back, but like it also sometimes it's bad because I have to decide between like comfort and like being more awake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll lean back and I'm like, ooh, this is nice. <laughs> I, think I've, I have never fallen asleep in a movie. Never? No. I, maybe the Da Vinci Code, but we went and saw that drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my, that was like, so that doesn't count. I don't. I, I'm sure that I have. I've definitely like drifted off. You know what I mean? Like just missed a scene or two. Um, mm-hmm. But n- n- I don't. Ken I don't... does. Katie has. <laughs> Katie fell asleep almost during Ant Man. I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can't fall asleep during an MCU? Come on!" Well, I don't. I gave her credit. You know, I mean, I gave her a pass because we were in a standard. You know, was wasn't a lot. You know, boring and quiet. <laughs> you don't have those loud booms keeping you awake. Such a such a snob. Such I'm a snob. snob. It's such a sh- I am. <laughs> uh, okay, going back to Macaulay's feedback, um, saying is this first 3D movie, uh, first ever 3D movie. So it was an exper- It was a new experience. Not one I will probably do again. However, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did find the hallway scene absolutely epic in 3D. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Those like tentacles and stuff reaching around or whatever, or the Groot arms, those Groot arms, like yeah. reaching all throughout the scene. So cool, really cool. Um, I just wanted to hear Matt's perspective on that scene in particular. I think this movie has gone to second place in my favorite movies list, uh, behind Infinity War slash Endgame, which I classify as one really long movie. I haven't stopped thinking about that about it since watching it Sunday night, uh, and just want uh, just want to watch it over and over, no matter how emotional it is. I love that everyone survived, but just wish there was more to come from all of them in the future. Keep up the great work. You're all awesome. Later's Gators, Maka Goldstone Moore. 
Oh, yeah. As for that scene, I mean, it's an amazing scene. It's freaking awesome. It goes straight to the music. Like, it's just James Gunn hitting on all cylinders and, like, really just... I mean, it's epic. It's it's maybe one of the most epic fight scenes since Endgame, you know? Mm. Not as much emotional payoff as Endgame, but, like, uh, from, like, a what they were able to pull off perspective. Like, I love a one-er... I love things that are set to music and a one or set to music like this. This is just like tailor made for me. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I've I've complained about bad winners and bad syncing to music in the past. And this was just like, uh, you know, a director showing ca- like both of those things take a lot of care. You know, it takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of like uh, vision to make those things work. And, and that's what James Gunn has like more mm-hmm. than anything else. He's just a visionary director. Yep. Awesome he's stuff. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, next Matt Salermo says, uh, love this movie so much. First thing, the animal scenes. Holy cow, were they powerful. My wife kept grabbing my arm and saying she can't watch this and covering her eyes. I'm a grown man, and I'm not afraid to admit I, that I tear up. So yeah, I teared up. Yeah, man. Every time those scenes ended, I sighed. <laughs> you know, earlier we were talking about us you know, finding these things important to us. Uh, but another thing that we do here on this podcast, this is me interrupting, sorry. Um, but another thing we do on this <laughs> podcast, Ashley, is like I, I am a, a constant example of a, just a, a you know, pretty average, like cishet dude. But just I You're cry. You're a grown ass man, and you cry. And I that's cry fine. all the time. Yes, and you, you do. Are a, an example of a lady who is very <laughs> feminine, but you like are not that emotional type in the same way. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? I think that's very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. We have. That's why this works. This yeah, whole thing totally, we do totally. here. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny. I never really thought of it that way, but like it is it funny. Very against gender roles in the way we interact with the content. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, every time those scenes ended, I sighed with relief and appreciated how they always followed up with a comedic icebreaker. Uh, one of you mentioned when Rocket had all the raccoons, he was saving and looked around and saw all the other animals and also needed saving. Um, it too was like, there's no freaking way you're leaving them behind. He was in such a trance by his past trauma. Uh, so that scene made sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Second thing, the way Adam Warlock was portrayed was brilliant. Ever since it was known that he was going to be a part of Guardians 3, I always thought he was going to be the big bad and pondering how such a powerful character could be defeated by the Guardians. Uh, First fight of the movie was such a great scene. And like y'all said... It was very satisfying seeing Drax flex his strength on him, uh, but the casting was perfect. Uh, he was the toughest, loyalist, compassionate doofus. <laughs> <laughs> and if they made him any different, uh, I can't see how the character would have worked. I also liked how they adapted the Golden High Priestess. Uh, she used to be so elegant, only walking on rolled-out carpets. But as a mother of Adam Warlock, uh, she was dressed down, hair a mess, and that look of raising an all-powerful being was 
hatched that was hatched too soon and is now an all-powerful super being uh, learning how to feel about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing, the Infinity Watch. Uh, is is it going to be a be, be a thing in the MCU? How do they get there? Was the girl in the mid-credits cutscene Moon Dragon? Uh, if not, was she, if not, who was she? So ready to hear all the theories. Uh, thanks for the nonstop love for Marvel. Um, okay, help me out. Infinity Watch? What is that? I mean, I'm pretty sure that was the name of uh, some... It was like a comic book run. Okay. Um, uh, for the Guardians? Yeah, I feel like the it was different people. It was like Drax, Gamora, Moondragon, um, Adam Warlock, uh, maybe even like Thanos. Like I remember, I have to look it up, but I remember there was a lot of weird people in it, and it wasn't like a long run of comics, but it made sense for them to do it in this movie to have them be in like a little group. So I see why you said it might be a uh, Moondragon. I didn't even think about that. That's a that's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I don't know who Moondragon is. Uh, I or guess like. This is a- all new info to me. <laughs> uh, but to answer those questions, we do have, um, we're planning an episode and hopefully it'll be in the feed this week, uh, like we did for the last movie, where uh, we have the guys from Source Pages come on because they've been literally reading Guardians comics for the last few weeks and do a uh, comic book references we might have missed thing uh, here on the yeah. show. So I think that'll be probably later this week in the feed. So keep an eye out and we will, I will try to remember to ask them both of those questions about the infinity watch and moon dragon. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's when they all had the stones, like Adam Warlock had the soul stone and the time gem he gave to Gamora to keep safe. And hmm. the power stone went to like Drax. And uh, I'm pretty sure he gave one of the stones to that. Like, I cannot remember. I have to look it up when to Thanos, but that's why they were called the infinity watches. Cause they were all watching a stone. Huh. So I don't think they're going to go forward with that because we're done with the Infinity Saga. I just think it was a cute little nod to that group that was made up of like Drax Gamora. Um, I don't even think Rocket was part of that in the comics. Okay. I don't know. You have to ask uh, the comic people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll ask Source Pages this week when they come on. Um, cool. Uh, up next, you have Stacy Thomas, longtime listener, first time emailer, caller. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would sound, uh, but it's my first time nonetheless. I wish a quick theory I want to share. Uh, I have a quick theory I have want to share. Sometimes my mind just like completely replaces words, and it sometimes does. sometimes I don't. I just don't acknowledge it. If the word works, I just keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when it does, it's fine. Yeah, when it sometimes it makes the other person sound like their English is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish a quick theory to share, um, like, or, or like that sounds a little old timey. Yeah, uh, Stacy says I have a quick theory that I want to share. (laughs) So we know in volume two that Quill is a hybrid human. They never really went into details how far his celestial powers can go. Since he's back on earth, I believe that he might be the key to stopping the celestial that's poking out in the ocean. The Eternals could stop it, but the most of the team not on both of the teams, not on earth. Um, Quick, Quill could be the next key to stopping it. Uh, This could be his chance to be the official Avenger and get to know 
the heroes on Earth. It makes perfect sense. Let me know what you uh, think. Uh, keep up the great work. Till next time, true believers. Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, I looked. I remember that. Uh, James Gunn had tweeted that when Ego was killed, Peter Quill lost his connection to the light that gave him the powers. Yeah, and e- Ego says that in the Guardians too. Like, you're throwing it away if you do, if you kill me, that you you'll never yeah. have your powers. But he deleted the tweet, so maybe Disney was like, "Hey, you don't get to do that, especially if you're not going to keep doing these. We might want to bring that back. So yeah. anything's possible." And with like, see now, now you got me on board for an Eternals movie. Uh, if Peter Quill. Has to as a celestial, like you know, oh, ooh, this is this is actually really interesting. Now I think I, you were just talking about Peter Quill could easily end up on the wrong side of a uh, of a battle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that the Eternals can't hurt the Celestials. Ooh. So, like, what if ah, that sounds good, man? What if they all go to? He's fight? like, I am your king now, Celestial or yeah, Eternals. What, yeah, Eternals like fun. all. Like, you know, descend down on, like, whoever Quill is working with. They beat everyone else up. They go after Quill, and they just can't. They, like, don't have the willpower to fight Quill because they, like, you know, he they're, yeah. they're his god. He's one of their gods or whatever. <laughs> They'll have to go get Jon Snow. Yes. Uh, of course, the last movie ended with, uh, was it Cersei, her name, I'm pretty sure? Yeah. Uh, more, turning, it was turning. too confusing with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stacy also says here, uh, someone to stop the celestial, stopping the celestial that's poking out of the ocean. I think it's already been stopped. Like it's dead. Is what that's I. That's what I thought too. Yeah. The end of the Eternals movie, she turns it to stone. She uses her power to turn it to stone. So um, now we just have this thing that probably you can see from space looks pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Like, I, I really do yeah. dig that world building. Like I would love if they revisit it. It's just it sucks that. That movie didn't do as well, and people won't really want to hear about it that much. It's kind of like yeah. referencing the Inhumans now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. If you talk about, you know, uh, well, they did it though in uh in Multiverse of Madness, and they did well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, did I didn't bring up how much I loved Multiverse of Madness yet? So, oh yeah, thank that's you for true. Reminding me. What did yeah, you, I mean, of course that Ashley, movie did it well. Ashley, what did you think of Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> you know, one out of ten, I give it an eleven. Mm, okay, all right, I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, best, best movie ever. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, someone wrote in and said they were uh, gave us a gave us a review saying they were annoyed at Ashley saying how much she likes Multiverse of Madness in every episode, yeah. and so now she's just and, making sure to do it every episode as a troll. Yeah, I mean the people the people asked me to make sure they yeah. actually said I have a quota, and if I don't do it, people definitely have been pointing out like, "Hey, you missed one." Yeah, so I'm just trying to make everybody happy. Whatever she misses <laughs> now, the, the other people are writing in saying she missed it. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, I would have done it this time if you didn't bring it up so thanks yeah absolutely yeah, wanda absolutely. and i thank you <laughs> happy mother's day everybody <laughs> yes oh my gosh last night uh i don't i don't i, I won't even say what show i was watching a show we were covering for another podcast and it was mother's day and the show had just like terrible mothering like that was and it was like the first time oh, you got barry to know- Oh, you you saw it. Okay. But yeah, uh, well, I didn't want to spoil, like, for the listeners, but yeah. um, There's just. Oh, but nobody, you saying that, nobody has any idea. Yeah, that's true. true. It it was was the show Barry that we're covering on Pandavision, which I freaking love. Anyway, Uh, there was was just some terrible mothering, and I brought it up on the podcast. I was like, 
I feel like this is for Mother's Day. Like, I feel like that was deliberate. <laughs> right? I was like, that's me as a mom, what she was doing. Uh, side note for that cast, did you you did pick up that that was Bill Burr's voice on the podcast, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. just making sure. <laughs> a, a, such a perfect, such a perfect role for him. He did it so well, too. He's yeah. like, and I saw that as a sign. I, I think I, I think you would have enjoyed that podcast with us. Uh, we did... Um, we talked a lot because the episode. I called, never know when you're doing those things. I had no idea you guys were Sunday even doing night. that. Yeah, we're doing it Sunday nights. So if you're, ever, I know you, those are bad nights for you generally, but like we do. We watch it Monday morning. Yeah, I figured. Oh so, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they. I love that the episode was called the Wizard, and there were a bunch of little weird wizard Wizard of Oz references. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm cool. ready for the show to be over though. I'm. I like. I'm just done with it. It like it's getting predictable. We immediately knew that the, it was going to be, what's her name's dad who had him. Like, why would he leave the door open like that? I'm like, okay, I'm so glad this is the last season because it's like enough is enough. Hmm. I, I, I hear that. I, I just love the show. I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil things for people, but like, I, I feel like this season has been a little weird in that it has been its least Barry. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been strange. It's had some weird Thank God episodes. I still have Hank, though. Hank is, has been my favorite character. Oh, like Hank is like forever. why I watch that show. Yeah, I love him so much. Me too, me His too. suit this last episode. So hot, good. That suit was so good. So good. Anyway, but I miss Cristobal. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I just like, I said, yeah, I was like, when we get a cat, like when we get animals, our animals are already named out. We're going to get John Mia- John Mjalkovich, Cristobal, <laughs> and Agador Spartacus is going to be our dog. <laughs> nice. It's very good. Very good. Uh, let's do Thanks. the last one, because the last one uh, on our Guardians uh, list here, uh, and, we'll, and we may get more in for next week. Uh, and we, we also have a bunch of feedback that was non-Guardians, so we'll definitely get to, ha- got more to talk about next week. But uh, Julian Kiss, great name. Great name. Nice name. Sounds like, definitely like a rock star name. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, Julian here, writing in from Australia. Austria? Austria. Oh, is it Austria? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, like I, I said, I replace yeah. words, and sometimes it drastically changes the meaning of what you're saying. <laughs> Julian here, writing in from Austria. Uh, I've been listening for a year, uh, but it's, I almost did like a full-on Australian accent. I was like, like, <laughs> Hello. No, that's not Australian. That's not Australian at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Governor. I'm from Australia. Hello, Governor. Oi. <laughs> Hello, I'm Governor. Gonna... I'm from Austria. Like, what? What's an Austrian accent? I don't even know. Is that like Jean Claude Van Damme? Where's he from? Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's Jean Claude Van Damme. Wait, isn't isn't Arnold's Arnold's from Austria? Right? Is that right? I I almost said that too, but I am not a hundred percent sure. Austria. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger accent for I've been Julian listening here. for years, <laughs> but it's my first time writing in. <laughs> pretty good, Arnold. I'm a little nervous, I'm, be I'm honest. Not, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty good, Arnold. Today, I'm um, finally doing it. Do it! <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Julian here, writing in from Austria. So sorry, Julian. Uh, I've been <laughs> listening for a year, but it's my first time writing in, and I am a little nervous, to be honest. But hey, I'm finally doing it. Yeah, man. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> sorry we uh, called you Australian, and then sorry she did an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. Um, <laughs> I, I Without Jeff, I have to fill that. I have yeah, to fill yeah, that little gap, and totally, we do our best. Totally true. Totally true. Um <laughs> 
It's like for the first many years of this podcast, Jeff would do accents, and I would just always be like, no, Jeff, no. And then, <laughs> then listeners started asking him to do their accents, and then it became a thing. Yeah. Um, and- Okay. No one's asking us, but we can't stop. <laughs> True. Uh, continuing with Julian's, Julian's saying here. So I knew I was going to love this movie, but I did know I didn't know how much I loved everything about it. The arcs of all the characters were beautiful, and it was a great ending. As someone who is always advocating animal rights, the message of the movie means so much to me. I'm yes. so happy to see an MCU movie go there. Uh, also, the visuals were amazing. I feel like Marvel is really stepping up their game now. Thank you for everything you do. Your podcast is incredible. Love you, 3000. Oh, thanks, Julian. Love you, 3000, Julian. Nice. Yeah, um, and write in any time. No, don't no need to be nervous about it. It's yeah, just us. Just us here. Nobody here but us. It's just me, fans. you, and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the thousands of people that. No, sorry. sorry. Um, nah. What was that? Watching something this week where somebody was like, I don't know. So I was just trolling someone with like, you don't need to be nervous. There's just thousands of people listening. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Then I did that non uh, non ironically. Um, no, yeah, uh, I I, lo- I love the message of this movie. I I had a big. <laughs> I I want I I, I, I want to get into it. I had a big moment when I when when I lost one of my dogs a few years ago that like really yeah. hurt me deeply to my soul, um, and made me really like think about like animals totally differently. I don't know. There's just like mm. there's just a, there's just a the life that they have and the. Just we would just we just need. They're to just so innocent. Yeah, it's just so innocent. There's nothing worse than people who hurt, and it's going to sound crazy coming from me, who hurt animals and children. Because there's just, what are they going to do, you yeah. monsters? Like, not like pick on someone your own size, but yeah, there's n- no more of a monster in this world than people who hurt animals and children. Like, ugh. Yeah. Not that you know. That, no, I don't mean to be ageist or whatever. Anyone's going to try to say, but. You know, <laughs> at least think, if some guy, I don't think that's a controversial I don't know, take. Like, I it's okay, good. you know. No, everybody's a monster who hurts everybody. Yes, I understand that, and yes, as a woman, like I know, like I can't take a lot of guys, but at least I could, you know, I can try. There's like a one percent chance I might be able to do something about it. But you know, you snatch up a four year old. What are they going to do? Or you know, an animal? It's just ugh, there's nothing worse. Nothing worse. Sorry to me. Yeah, that might have got a little too real. Sorry, no, it's, trigger it's cool. warning. It's, it's all good. <laughs> I think you're yeah. totally right. Um, but we've got a, we've got, uh, we just got to do, do good by these little creatures. Um, mm-hmm. so thank you for writing in Julian. Appreciate your feedback. Um, and we'll, uh, that's, that's all the guardians feedback we have. We'll be back in a few days to catch up on, you know, the, uh, the other feedback we've been getting in, but we've been focused <laughs> on guardians before we get a secret invasion, which is like so freaking close. I know. That's so exciting. So it freaking is so close. exciting. I've been, I've missed weekly content and like talking about the show and <sighs> this is like most like uh wand I, I don't know I'm, I'm speculating here a little bit but it feels like it's going to be the most like wandavision in the sense that every week there will be speculation and i think like that's gonna oh be you think a it's gonna get crazy yeah. yeah it's gonna make this the experience of this podcast so much more fun What's going to be our next Mephisto? What are we going to torture people with? <laughs> oh, it's going to be Who's a Scroll? This this, yeah. this upcoming episodes. I, I can guarantee, I'm going to say there's not going to be any Cap, there's not going to be any Nat or Tony Scrolls. So we can all just, just drop that right now. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. 
But what if? What if there is? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think, yeah, we won't, we won't get into it too much because those of you who don't really want to hear those trailer breakdowns and stuff, we talked a lot about it on our trailer breakdown of like what seems to be the um, possible thrust of why Nick Fury might not bring in the Avengers in this particular case. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Check check that out if you want to hear us talk about that. Um, we'll be back <laughs> soon, you guys. Ashley, you got anything you want to tell the people about? I do, I do. Um, coming up soon, I'm not exactly sure when. I was just uh, asked back to be on the album Concept Hour with Brad LeBaron and his friends. Oh, and yeah. I absolutely love that show. It's where they take a concept album and, and you listen to a little bit of the song and you break it down and you go through one by one and, and you you know tell this whole story. We have a lot of fun doing it. And we, um, we did Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. So it's been like researching that, watching Guardians, and then doing all the paranormal activity movies. I've just been in like this really weird place. Because <laughs> <laughs> then on um, Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, we have coming out, we were just going to do paranormal activity, um, just the first one, because it's, you know, such a new modern classic. And then we just started watching them all, and we're like, let's just do it. So the first step, the first movie is going to be broken down in our normal format, but then we follow, we go two, three, four, five, six, all the way to seven to talk about where the story is and to see if there is actually like a story here, a followable story, and if they pulled off what they were trying to do, which well, we'll see if me and Bill agree. Um, I feel that's like about it. I want to listen to that one. <laughs> having never watched all of them because i think it'll yeah be, like it'll be fun it'll be a probably better way to digest the story than actually watching them <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy and like buckle up people this is a long one i was nice. like i don't know if we do it into two or or what but i don't think it, yeah no it just we're just gonna like release it as it is <laughs> nice nice that's awesome i mean people lo- there there are people who love long episodes uh, and there are other people who don't. And we 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 years ago tried to start keeping ours to about an hour or so. I was mm-hmm. like, like lately, like even thirty thirty to forty five minutes. Really, a lot of times we'll do that. But I was looking lately, and we've been doing almost an hour every every episode lately. Yeah, so, we're good at it. An hour. It, or it's more. just the time goes so fast. Yeah, it does. It really does. When uh, you're having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guys, we will be back soon, and uh, come hang out with us uh, for the comics. Uh, what what you missed? Uh, what comic references you missed? Episode dropping later this week, and then uh, just a few just a few short short weeks away from uh, Secret Wars, and we'll be doing Iron Man two. Hopefully next oh, yeah. Monday. Hopefully yes, next next Monday we're gonna if we uh, put Monday, it out into the ether. We yeah, have to. That's right. Uh, both of us have just for free. I was when you were like, I forgot again. I was like, forgot what? Oh no, I forgot too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's just been like it's not even forgetting. It's like. For, I, I forgot last week for sure, and then this week I uh, we got to uh, this. I was supposed to do it this morning. Like I was like all set a, set aside this morning to watch it, and then I got called in to do this work that I had to go do and couldn't couldn't watch it. <laughs> I like to watch it. I like watching things close to the time I record about them because they're just fresher, you know. Oh um, yeah, hundred percent. But if I let them, uh, if I if yeah, so if I do that, then if something happens and it just messes up my day, then I just can't get it done, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll be back soon, guys. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash MCUcast. You make this show possible. 
and a huge shout out to both, that's right, there's two of them now, Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. 